Welcome to the Clarinet Podcast, the show about all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. And now for today's special 100th episode celebration of the Clarinet Podcast. I would just say this. I have learned more in about six episodes of this podcast than I have learned in three years of high school, and I have listened to about 35 episodes. So thank you for all your work in this because I've learned so much. Well, here we are. It's been quite a journey, but Clarinet has reached its 100th episode. Now, this is a huge achievement for any podcast, let alone a niche podcast about the clarinet. I remember when I started it up, I had no idea if anyone besides myself would even be interested in listening. But hey, if you got an idea and you think it's a good one, you should run with it. That's one thing I've definitely learned from this entire project. So I want to do three things in today's episode. First, I want to have a look back on where we've been, some of the amazing accomplishments and uh, people that I've met and and, uh, exciting opportunities opportunities that have come from the podcast. Second, I want to have a look at where we are, uh, have a look around at the amazing listenership that's developed and the community all over the world. And third, I want to have a look at where we're going, who are some upcoming guests and what are some of the exciting things that I've got planned for the future of the podcast. We're going to also hear from five listeners from all around the world who share some of their favorite moments and also some of the ways that the Clarinet podcast has changed their clarinet careers for the better. So thank you all so much for listening. It's been a a real treat to produce these episodes, and I look forward to producing 100 more episodes of the Clarinet Podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by the generous support of the following sponsors. The Dario Woodwinds has an exciting new weekly trivia show called Don't Blow It. You can check it out every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on their Instagram channel, and if you know the right answers to the questions, you might even have the chance to win some amazing new gear. By the way, if you haven't had a chance to try Dario's new reserve clarinet reads, you're in for a real treat. They're using some really amazing new technology and manufacturing techniques that are helping achieve super consistent results. You can pick up a box at your local music store or head to clarinet.com reads to buy a box right now. Chamber Music Northwest is hosting an international clarinet celebration and competition from June 24th to 30th in Portland, Oregon. You can compete to win over $20,000 in prizes in the Young Artist Competition, take part in clarinet ensembles, masterclasses, and clarinet mentor amateur workshops, and enjoy concerts by world-class artists, including Carada Giuffredi and Jose Frank Biester. Deadline for the Young Artist Competition is January 15th, and clarinetists aged 30 or younger may apply. Passes to the clarinet celebration are on sale now, and you can learn more at cmnw.org. So as I get to episode 100 here, I really reflect back on the podcast and all the amazing conversations that have happened over the last two or three years here. If you told me when I sat down to start this, just when I had my microphone in front of me and basically a blank website and a lot of work to do, if you told me half of the amount of things I didn't know yet that I needed to know and all the the work ahead of me, I probably wouldn't have gotten started. But I also would probably have not believed that I would talk to people like Martin Frost and Stanley Drucker, Michael Lowenstern, Evan Zipporah and Harry Sparnai. I mean, you name it. There's just been a gigantic list of amazing clarinetists, all of whom I really look up to. And I just 
to have the chance to talk to even a tenth of those people in my lifetime would have been amazing, let alone every single one of them. So I feel so fortunate. And I also feel so fortunate that there's people all around the world that have chosen to tune in and listen to this show. I never would have thought at the beginning either that, you know, something that I just started up in my basement would make its way to 90 or 100 countries now all around the world and that there'd be thousands of people every month who would tune in and listen. So it's absolutely amazing. You wouldn't believe the messages I get. There's people from Hawaii, uh, the Netherlands, um, you name the country, I get a message from people and they, they tell me how they're listening on their way to work or or how it's changed their perspective on various things. And uh, it's just a really great, great thing to hear from people. So, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can send me a message at feedback at clarineat.com. And that's an ongoing thing. If you ever have something you want to touch base with me about, I do try to reply to every single email. And I would love it if you'd send that in. Of course, it is a project that started in my basement, but the uh, podcast has also been on the road a little bit. I took it off to Penticton, BC. That was the first trip to talk to Peter Spriggs. Shortly after that, I went down to Montreal and I went to Lawrence, Kansas. And there I, in Montreal, I talked to Lori Friedman. And in Lawrence, I was actually attending Clarinet Fest. Um, I don't think I did any interviews down there. That was kind of a maybe a mistake. But for anyone who's been to a clarinet fest, man, they are just such busy times. There's, it's not like you can, you know, grab an artist and go into a corner for 15 minutes and talk to them. It's it's a really, really busy day. There's, there's almost no time to spare. So that maybe wasn't the venue. But man, I collected a lot of contacts from that and connected with a ton of people afterwards. So it was super, super worthwhile. Um, I'll just put another plug in there. But you know, if you're ever in a situation where you can go to Clarinet Fest or, or hey, even the Chamber Music Northwest uh, that's advertising on the podcast now, any of these sorts of things, if you get the chance to go, it's absolutely valuable. Um, you'll meet so many people in the industry. You will experience such great things. Highly, highly recommended. Some of the best way you can spend your money, especially as a student. So um, I also headed out to Vancouver. Of course, that led to conversations with Maury Bakun and a whole host of Bakun artists after that, including Corrado Giuffredi recently about that new carbon clarinet. Um, and this community actually supported the podcast heading down to Chicago and Florida to um, Chicago was the Midwest Clinic. And I did a video down there of all the booths and did the same thing at Florida for the next clarinet fest. So, yeah, you know, that's like, you know, eight to ten cities now that the, the podcast is been to or recorded in and uh, oh I forgot Seattle Washington too I went down there and recorded an episode with uh, Marianne Lakai so yeah it's been a lot of fun and uh, just been all over the place and I just can't imagine where if this is the first hundred episodes where the next hundred episodes will go I'm really really looking forward to it so so let's talk a little bit about where the podcast is today. Um, we're now at a point where there's between three and 10,000 downloads of the show every single month, uh, depending on who is on the show. Of course, it seems like the bigger name guests get a lot more downloads and also sustain a lot more downloads over time. Um, but the show is in, listened to in, I don't have an exact number, but it's it was well over 90 countries last time I checked, maybe even 100 now. And uh, that's a pretty amazing thing. So, um, you know, we've got thousands of people listening. There's over 3,000 fans on Facebook. There's 2,000 people on the mail list. Um, there's close to 1,000 people on Instagram, I believe. Twitter is kind of a dead thing. I don't really use it, but there's still six or 700 people on there. Um, and there's 1,000 people in the Clarinet community on Facebook. Um, if you're not on there, I really would invite you to join. You can search it by just searching Clarinet community on Facebook. And uh, it's a whole 
easier way to get in touch with you. I find that one of the problems with Facebook is when you sort of try to put your content out there. If you're a page, they think you're a business and they want you to pay for it. But if you're in a group and someone posts something, usually you get a little notification and everybody sees it. So the group has actually been a lot better as far as getting the word out about various things and and uh, reaching fans and, and discussing things with people. So um, if you're into the podcast and you want the best sort of social media experience or area to be in, that's it. So again, check out the Facebook community on, of course, Facebook. So let's talk a little bit about where the podcast is going too. Um, looking forward, it's, it's kind of daunting. I mean, I, I look back and I see how much work the last 100 episodes were. And it's honestly kind of scary to look forward and realize that I basically got to do it all over again to get to 200. Um, but, you know, the process has really changed. Um, I've definitely changed the way I'm doing things. It's much easier than it was at the beginning, in a sense. Um, and that's part in part due to the huge contribution of Brian Chappelle's and Megan Taylor, who have been helping behind the scenes with the copywriting and editing of the show. So that's a huge help. Um, there's still a ton that goes into it, though, as far as preparing for interviews and, and finding people to interview and, and interesting topics and all sorts of things. So while I'm excited about looking forward, I'm also a little bit nervous because it's just it's been a lot of work. So two things I'd like to do differently going forward. Um, one is I would like to have about one show a month where I'm actually talking about something clarinet related. I've, I've gotten some feedback and I've realized that there is some, there would be some value in how to episodes almost like how to humidify your clarinet. What do I do? What do I suggest? Um, how do you run a good band workshop? I mean, I've taught over a thousand. I should know by now. Um, you know, just this different kind of things that, that I could offer, um, especially, you know, college age students who are coming up and, and might want to learn something more direct for me on the show. So that's one thing I'd like to change. Um, also going forward, I'd like to change the length. I have felt that some of the longer episodes, while popular, I have felt that the ones that are more concise between 30 and 45 minutes have been better. Um, I don't know why. I think they're just, maybe it is because they're more concise, but there's something about that sort of time absorption of information too. I mean, if you sit down and watch a four hour movie, it's just, it's a long experience, right? But sometimes you can get more out of a shorter, shorter learning experience. And there's got to be some scientific reason for that. I don't know it, but um, I do find that the 30 to 45 minutes seems to be sort of the Goldilocks zone for for this podcast. So I'm going to try and trend them a bit shorter. Of course, if you're in the Patreon community, I'll be adding some extra content to that. So they're going to push maybe still towards an hour. But as a general rule, I want to have the podcast fit into an hour for sure. I just feel like it's a much better way to do things. You might be wondering who is upcoming as a guest in the future here, and I'm super pleased to say that I've got some really great people lined up. I can't announce all of them, but I can announce two of them. Um, David Schifrin will be coming on the show, and of course, that's in part due to this new relationship with Chamber Music Northwest. I'm super excited about that. Um, and also, I recently heard from Michelle Zukowski, who has agreed to come on. And of course, she was the principal clarinetist in the Los Angeles Philharmonic for I believe over 40 years. Um, I'm going to be down in Los Angeles this week for work. I might try to interview her while I'm there, but honestly, I'd rather be super prepared and do it on online also for the best sound quality, because I find that when you get two microphones going and people are a little more relaxed, it, it generally goes a bit better. So those are two episodes lined up. Um, there's 98 more to get to 200. So there's still a lot of work ahead. And, um, you know, if you ever have any guests to recommend, 
I would really appreciate finding out who they are because, of course, I probably want to talk to them too. So you can send me a message at feedback at for that and any other requests you have or comments about the podcast going forward. So at this point, I'd like to turn the mic around and give up the floor to five Clarinet listeners who sent in their thoughts about not only how the podcast has affected them, but also some of their favorite moments. So thank you all for taking the time to send this in. And uh, if you want to hear the next time I'm asking for submissions like this, be sure to join, like I said a minute ago, the Clarinet community on Facebook. Hi, I'm Cameron Harper. I'm a clarinet performance major at Temple University, and I'm originally from Fairfax County, Virginia. I've been listening to and enjoying the podcast since episode one, and I think that the most valuable takeaway I've gotten from the podcast is that no matter how crazy your idea is, there's going to be tons of people in the music industry that are going to be really into it, and you shouldn't give up on those dreams. Hey, Cameron, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being here since the beginning and sticking around. I, uh, when I listen back to some of the older episodes, I'm sometimes really disturbed by what I hear, whether it be the audio quality or the mixing or the editing or even just the fact that my vocal performance or my voice or whatever you want to call it um, just didn't feel that confident. I haven't really found the message that I wanted to give yet or the way I wanted to talk about things. And uh, it was a total learning experience. So at the beginning, it felt like me and just a microphone and the guest, but really it was a growing audience. And it's it's super excellent and amazing that the people like you have stuck around the whole entire time. So your takeaway, I think, is also super insightful. Um, there, there's art for everybody. And I think that the niche required to make an impact in the world is actually much smaller than we think. Um, so Claire Neat, for example three to 10,000 people listening a month. I mean, that's not enough to make breaking news on, you know, CNN, national, whatever, but it is enough people to fill almost half of a stadium. If you think about it, I mean, a big hockey stadium is 10 to 20,000 people. And, you know, that's a ton of people sitting in that room. So if I think about the fact that a quarter million people almost have downloaded the podcast now, I mean, there's no room in the world that could hold that many people in it. So we're talking about huge numbers, even though they're relatively small numbers, which is something that's super interesting to me. So yeah, I say if you've got a dream or an idea and it's and you think it's worth something and you think that other people might think it's worth something, give it a shot, give it a try. Um, that being said, I think it's important that you do find a path for things. I mean, if I was producing Clarinet and after 20 episodes, it was still just me and the guest listening, I think it'd be time to really assess and ask myself if it was, if it was actually worthwhile. But, but um, And that is actually something that I did do with, with other projects. I mean, people probably don't know this, but before Clarinet, I had sort of a ridiculous uh, satire news blog that was a huge failure and has long since been deleted and other websites that I experimented with for, for a long time. And, uh, but I gave up on them and for good reason, because they, they weren't that good and they had no future. So I think although it's important to identify when you have ideas and that there might be niches for them, it's almost more important to identify what stuff not to pursue. And I think that that is a really important message as well. So thanks so much again, Cameron. Hi, my name is Michaela Gray and I'm a high schooler in Florida and I'm hoping to go into music education in college. So my favorite clarinet podcast was definitely the one with Harry Sparnay. I just loved hearing about his passion for the bass clarinet and just music in general. I was laughing the entire time from all of his stories, especially when his teacher was like, oh, please don't, please don't play the bass clarinet. And he said, I will play the bass clarinet. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of that whole episode. And it was just an amazing interview. And I really wish there could have been another episode 
Um, I have learned many things from this podcast just about being a musician, what it's like to be a professional one, uh, what it's like to be a teacher, be on the road. I really like the Broadway episode too. And But I would just say this, I have learned more in about six episodes of this podcast than I have learned in three years of high school, and I have listened to about 35 episodes. <laughs> so thank you for all your work in this because I've learned so much. Uh, something I'd like to see in the future is an episode with a bakun designer. I play a bakun protege Cocobolo with silver keys, and I absolutely love it. Um, and I would just love to know how they make the Cocobolo work for a clarinet since no one else has been able to do so. And just before I go, I've been injured for about a month now, and that's about when I started listening to this podcast. I don't really know if I'm going to be able to audition in January and February, but this podcast has kept me going, and I'll always appreciate that. Hi, Michaela. Thank you so much for sending in your thoughts. I really appreciate it, and uh, I really, really am honored that you have found so much value in the show. I mean, it wasn't my explicit goal when I set out to create an educational resource. Um, if anything, I was looking to create an educational resource for myself and, and learn the things I was wanting to learn, but it's just amazing that other people have sort of come along for the journey and, and continue to do so. So I really appreciate your comments, and it means so much to me that it's affecting you in that way. So you've got a couple things here I want to understand pack. Um, the first being, you mentioned a Bakun designer, and I think that you are on, you said you've listened to 35 episodes, so maybe you're at about episode 35, I don't know, but um, Maury Bakun actually came on the show, uh, I think it was last year, to talk about some of his design principles, so definitely be sure to check that out. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I also now work for Bakun, so I'm going to talk to Maury and, and the team and see if maybe he'll come back on and, and discuss one of their other new clarinets, like the Carbon or the Lumiere or something like that. That'd be really interesting, so I will get to work on that. Also, another episode that might interest you is Corrado Giuffredi came on and talked about his new carbon fiber instrument and some of the uh, interesting things that went into that design. I can't remember those episode numbers off the top of my head, but uh, head to clarinet.com and you can check those out just using the search bar there. So also you mentioned that you've been recently injured and uh, yeah, man, I can definitely understand that and I can definitely understand the difficulty. So you don't mention what kind of injury, but maybe it's RSI, maybe you hurt a finger or something like that. It will set you back. Um, but you know, I hate to be this person because I really hated when people said this to me, but it does seem like things sometimes happen for a reason. And uh you know, when I hurt my finger, it led to a lot of interesting new perspectives and opportunities that I otherwise probably wouldn't have pursued. And um, who knows, maybe the fact that you hurt your finger and landed upon this podcast will actually accelerate your playing somewhere different that you maybe wouldn't have found in the first place. So um, that being said, I definitely wish you a full recovery. And you know, you're still young. So if you miss this opportunity to audition for, for this, uh, you know, high school ensemble, I think that you definitely have a lot of time ahead of you. So don't don't stress out about that. So and, uh, you know, you might want to check out episode 96 recently with Garrett Hack. He did a whole um, discussion with me about musculoskeletal injuries for musicians and prevention. And it was really, really a valuable discussion and something that I also um, hold quite close to home due to the injury that I had falling down the stairs a couple years ago now. So also make sure I would advise for sure to pursue any sort of uh, rehabilitation that you can as far as you you know, massage or physio or anything that your doctor advises, take that stuff extremely seriously. Um, I did at first, but I turned out to have some extra problems with the tendons and things that uh, I'm only now addressing. And man, I really wish that I had 
had the chance to meet this current doctor that I have um, at least a year ago, it would have been a lot better. So anyways, I wish you well, and thank you again so much for listening. Hi, Sean and the Clarinet family. This is Megan Taylor. I'm a clarinetist based in Denton, Texas. I am studying performing arts health at the University of North Texas right now, which is a research-based degree program. And I've actually got some interesting clarinet-related research in the works right now. Um, And I just wanted to call in and talk to you guys about um, my favorite episode of the podcast and kind of my role in the clarinet. Uh, production. So my favorite episode of the podcast is number two, which is an interview with Michael Norsworthy, where he talks about his time sitting with Cal Opperman. I think Cal Opperman is a very inspiring pedagogue. Uh, I first learned of Cal from actually Dr. Denise Ganey at Midwest Clare Fest at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln a few years ago. And ever since then, I've just been fascinated with him. And it was so exciting the first time I listened to episode number two, because it is all about, um, or it's a lot about how, about the time that Michael Norsworthy spent studying with Cal Opperman, which is just a fascinating topic. You should definitely listen to it. I highly recommend that episode. Um, my kind of role with the clarinet community over the past about a year now has been doing the show notes. So after each episode airs, um, I listen to the episode and then write everything down that was discussed by either Sean or the guest and then put it all up on the website for you guys to kind of reference if you need to for school or for anything clarinet related. Um, so I do that and I think that has really helped me just kind of expand my, um, my writing abilities and just organization of thoughts in general. Um, I also have gotten really good at using WordPress, which I was not anticipating at the start of this, but it's been fun to kind of learn at least a little bit about how to make posts look good on that site. Um, so that's my role with the clarinet community. Uh, if you have any questions about anything that I'm doing with clarinet-related research, just feel free to reach out to me. My uh, website is actually Megan S. Taylor. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-S Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. And then my uh, handle on like Twitter and Instagram is Megan S. Taylor. Uh, is at Megan S. Taylor for both of those. So if you guys have any questions or just want to reach out or just want to connect, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, I think that's all I have for now, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I look forward to kind of working for you and providing some content to the Clarinet community very soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much, Megan, for not only all your hard work, but for also being an avid listener for as long as you as you have been. Um, you know, it was funny when Megan first started out helping with the show notes because I had been writing the show notes in the way that I thought they should be. But when Megan started doing it, it was the way a listener thought it should be. And I actually think they've become a lot more valuable since she came on board. That being said, I recently did a poll in the clarinet community and I found out that rather disturbingly, I think 60 to 80% of clarinet listeners, according to Facebook anyways, never actually have been to clarinet.com. So as someone who puts as much time into the website as the podcast itself, I found this very depressing. So if you want to or you want to expand on your podcast experience, I would highly, highly recommend checking out clarinet.com. It's just like it sounds, C-L-A-R-I-N-E-A-T.com. You'll not only find these wonderful show notes, but a whole bunch of other resources that you can can check out while you're there, including a store where you can buy clarinet t-shirts and uh, mugs and everything else you might consider that you need for your clarinet studio. (laughs) Seriously, though, thank you so much, Megan, for your help, and I look forward to working on the next 100 episodes with you. 
Hi, Sean. This is Dave Irado from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a woodwind doubler with a private lesson studio. You asked how the podcast has affected my life. I first listened to the podcast, the uh, three-part Ed Jaffe interview, and that reminded me of conversations that I've had with some top doublers in Los Angeles. I've since purchased Ed's book and CD, and I thoroughly enjoy his YouTube interview series. You also had Clark Phobes on the podcast. Uh, from that podcast, he mentioned he uh, sends out mouthpieces to teachers, which I took advantage of, the his student-level plastic mouthpiece, and that's a fantastic mouthpiece, and I have since definitely made some of my younger students purchase that mouthpiece. And I also own a Phobes bass clarinet mouthpiece as well. I also now own five Rejuvenates, thanks to your show, and I have switched the tops, which was your suggestion since the colors are limited, so now I know which reads are in which case. Uh, I also had a student try out and purchase a clarinet from Lisa's Clarinet Shop. It may have been coincidental, but she was looking for... She found Lisa's Clarinet Shop the same time your you had an interview with Lacey Garber on. But anyways, she did purchase a clarinet from Lisa's Clarinet Shop, and that student now sits first chair in, a, in the State Honors Band this year. So congrats on 100 episodes, and I'm looking forward to the next 100. Thank you so much for listening, Dave. And thank you also for supporting the podcast by purchasing your Rejuvenate products from our online store. Um, he talks about the next 100 episodes. I'm really hoping that Dave will actually be featured on one of the next 100 episodes. Um, although I owe him an apology because he should have really been featured about 20 episodes ago at least. We've been discussing back and forth for quite a long time about having him on to discuss financial wellness uh, for musicians. So look for a great episode coming up with Dave, hopefully in the very near future, once we can align our schedules with kids and performances and everything else that we we all know makes for a busy life these days. So uh, thank you so much, Dave, for sending that in and for all of your thoughts. So the last message here today was actually sent in as an email, so I'm going to read it out loud here on the show with the permission of the submitter. Her name is Kimberly Linkert, and she actually lives in Calgary. She says, First, thank you for all you've done for the clarinetists of the world with this podcast. I discovered clarinet about two years ago and binge listened for months just to catch up. This podcast has helped me rediscover my love of all things clarinet, from gear to music to practice tips. It has helped me to become more diligent with finding time to practice and to practice with a purpose. I've enjoyed your interviews with artists, entrepreneurs, and authors, and it has opened my eyes to the world that lies beyond just playing clarinet, such as band orchestration, preventing injuries, audition prep and technology, such as Dorico, and making the move from paper to pixels, just to name a few. I can't tell you which episode has been my favorite, but I do really enjoy your conversations with artists who have made a living as doubling musicians, something that I would love to also do. Thanks again for this podcast, and here's to the next 100. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I I really appreciate your comments, and uh, you've actually reminded me that I want to get some sort of local Calgary clarinet gathering together again, like I did a couple years ago. I think Stan and uh, a few other people, we all went down to a a bar, and we recorded some sort of bass clarinet and beer (laughs) live conversation that was actually kind of a fun thing to do. So uh, maybe that should be on the radar for January as something sort of fun to do in the Calgary clarinet clarinet community. So that's a mouthful. 
Um, you know, it's funny you raised the, the point about paper to pixels. Uh, for those who aren't aware, that was Hugh Sung, who has his own music podcast, but also was a guest on Clarinet and then wrote a book on how to go from paper to pixels or, you know, another way to word it would be from paper to iPad, I suppose. And it's funny because I actually have an iPad again um, after several years of not owning an iPad. And it's still something that I just have not had any urge at all to do. And it's weird because I consider myself a fairly technological person. Like I read ebooks, I listen to audiobooks, I obviously create and listen to podcasts. It's just, I can't seem to bridge the gap. So maybe I'll have to have Hugh back on the show and talk specifically about that, uh, <laughs> that uh, sort of how to do that and, and how to get the most out of your, your iPad for, for musical reasons. So... Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to send in their thoughts today, everybody for listening and everybody for supporting me along this journey over the past two or three years now. It's just been absolutely incredible. And I definitely look forward to the next 100 episodes of the Clarinet Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Clarinet Podcast. Show notes for this and all other episodes can be found at clarinet.com. While you're there, Don't forget to join our email newsletter for free updates, exclusive offers, and a chance to win giveaways. Guests' requests, listener feedback, and comments can be sent to feedback at clarinet.com. Special thank you to our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Don't forget to check out their new show, Don't Blow It, on Instagram, and also try a box of their new reserved clarinet reads next time you're at the music store. The show is also brought to you by Chamber Music Northwest. With over $20,000 in prizes and world-class guest artists and vendors, Their upcoming clarinet celebration and competition is an event that you don't want to miss. Learn more at cmnw.org. Clarinet is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com slash support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free regular podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. This program was produced and hosted by me, Sean Perrin, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Music performed by Michael Lowenstern. Debate episodes co-hosted by Andrew Morrow. Audio editing by Brian Chappells. And copy editing by Megan Taylor. That's all for now. Be sure to tune in next time for more of what's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry on the Clarinet Podcast. <laughs>